This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs of Playbooks at the world's greatest stadium, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. That's a billion-dollar screen behind me, and I have a billion-dollar guest with me. <laughs> He's saving billions, and people don't even know how he does it. Van Carlson, welcome to the Playbook. Thank you, David. It's uh, looking forward to our discussion, as always, and um, thanks, love, thanks for letting us be here. It's awesome. Of course. I love having you here because I talk about a difference between ignorant arrogance and ignorant humility. And there's only two types of people, ignorant people and ignorant people. And the ignorant arrogant person is the person that knows they don't know what they don't know, mm. but they pretend like they do. And I live many years, decades in the ignorant arrogant stage. And I even will tell you that the most dangerous ignorant arrogant people are the people that we trust the most because they're the most afraid for us and they're also the most afraid to admit they don't know what they don't know. Mm. So our parents, for example, they'll give us really shitty advice <laughs> because they're so afraid for us. Yeah. You know, you got to be a lawyer. Why? Because it's a secure job, right? But it's bad <laughs> advice. Um, but then you have the ignorant, uh, humble people that they know they don't know what they don't know and they admit it. And so they seek people who know what it is that their specialty is they find people in a position to help them that actually are in a position to help yeah. them and know what they're talking about that's what i think about when i met you is there's so many people that could benefit if they just had ignorant humility including the people who help those people because a lot of times uh, they just stop when someone says oh no that's not good for you or bad and i'm talking about 831b which as a lawyer and a businessman, a fairly savvy business coach and advisor, I had no idea what the 831B was. And instead of 10 years ago where I lied to you and go, oh yeah, yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> I'm like, tell me more. And now, you know, I can save millions of dollars uh, by knowing what the 831B is. I'm gonna, before we get into the 831B, I'm gonna ask you, because you deal with the ignorant arrogance more than anyone, how do we overcome people that are fear-based and won't admit they don't know what they don't know. Oh man. Um, I mean, you're just, to me, you're defining wisdom, right? People that are, have, are wise and, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's hard to find sometimes. Right. And so I, I think it's, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're educating, right? I mean, if you're educating, you're selling, you're selling yourself, you, you know, you're, you're, uh, an expert in the subject you're, you're educating on. Uh, so I think that's where it's always got to start is the education process. Um, we live in a very fast information age, right? So we call them the 15-minute Google expert. Uh, you know, and we deal with business owner CPAs all the time. I, I think there's a, we can have a whole other hours of discussions on misguided trust for business owners with their CPA. Not that you shouldn't trust them. It's just their hands are tied for what they can really advise you on, in my opinion. And I don't think they're at times being transparent with that with their business owners, uh, clients. But... That's neither here or there, but that, so, but it's educating all our, your business owners, trusted advisor. I think you, you you can't just put everybody in a box and say, hey, this you know this is great for you, this is good for you. You know, there's going to be other outside influences that business owners, smart business owners, should be searching out. And I think, you know, love your format, being on your the, the ability to be on your format to get our, our message out is huge for us, truthfully. And so, this is the start. Um, I think there's a ton of real estate in this space that we can get through digital marketing and, and 
efforts that way that really starts to make the message more precise. And that's always been a challenge, right? I mean, it's like, you know, the, and these things have gotten bad names for, you know, uh, people, again, this, this code's been abused. Every code's been abused in the right. tax code. And so. let me get to that because I've had a lot of time to think about this and I myself have paid attention and given intention to it to learn more. And that's exactly what I started thinking about is that no matter what it was, whether it's 401ks, ERC, the IULs and insurance, for example, premium financing, uh, annuities, certain stocks. Well, what happens is that every single one of those things and millions of other things that you can utilize if it's aligned with your timing and risk tolerance and appropriately used are great things. They're great vehicles. But if they're abused, there's two sides to it today. If it's abused, one, there's stories about them being abused, but worse today is that you can have one abuse that's amplified and prioritized on the internet. Now, people who could benefit or the advisors of those who could benefit are immediate judge, you know, are immediately judging it and it kills so many people's opportunity. And I think you brought it up earlier, fear. I mean, fear is a, a very uh, uh, strong emotion in humans, right? I mean, it, I just heard it not too long ago, fear is a tool of, ty- of tyrants. Yes. And uh, I wish business owners, you know, they get busy. They got a lot of things going on. But I think it's important to recognize, are you making a decision based on fear? And if you are, uh, I think you really need to step back from that decision making because you, it's not rational thinking a lot of times. And so... You know, those are all those educational pieces, right? These are, these are again, to be able to get to be able to talk about this. Because, you know, I got in this because of great, the Great Recession. I saw business owners take a ton of risk, do what they did, and they knew one thing, go buy more stuff. Yeah. And all they did was leverage. And, and what was even crazier, they were just betting next year was going to be better than this year. Um, because they're accountant. And I was selling traditional insurances. I loved it. I was getting a phone call from them. Hey, what's it going to cost when I buy two more skid steers, three more trucks? I was making more money. The sales guys were making, everybody was making more money. And then they leveraged it, you know, they financed it, took the full deductions, and then next year, you know, so I saw a lot of business owners, unfortunately, that were, you know, pillars in their community, leaders, small business owners, self, you know, employing a lot of different folks in that area, and they were going to the auction. I mean, the, the, the loans started to mean things. Those covenants and loans started to mean things. Yeah. And, and so I just thought there had to be a better and smarter way to do things. And I was exposed to some people that had these tools, and they were the ones showing up at the auctions. And that's when I thought, this is, this is what big business do. They, they, they'll make money regardless of what the economics ups and downs are going on. How do we bring that down to the small to middle market business owners? And so our fees structures were one of those things that we're very conscious of. We didn't want a fees to kill the deal. We think every small business and any successful enterprise, they are self-insuring a lot of their own risk. And how do you manage that more effectively for them? And then obviously fees come, come into play. So we, we designed our program around that. So that, that was one of the things that we were able to come on a hurdle standpoint because, uh, and then, you know, and then here comes COVID and um, geez, you know, uh, how, who would have thought, right? Um, you know, it, it was a shocking moment for us because we didn't know, we thought we we're gonna have a run on the bank. I mean, you know, these things are pooled risk, there's distribution of risk, there's transfers. Of, I mean, there's these four part tests that we make sure our clients adhere to as their administrator. That's our, our job for our clients make sure they're compliant. 
And man, we thought, here we go. And we responded pretty quickly with COVID. I mean, our restaurant doors got hit pretty quickly. Um, but we, we were, claim checks were going out faster than PPP was. Um, but at the same time though, you know, we, you know, that was proof of concept. And now, now fast forward to 23, um, you know, we've grown exponentially. I so so some of these things, until you experience something like COVID-19, you think you're buying an insurance policy and it covers you for everything. And t typically nobody ever uses their insurance. So you never know how good it is until you need it. Right. right. Um, and they found out real quick, business interruption wasn't being triggered. And so now the CPA community is coming on a little bit more on board. Um, and I, and I think I meant, you know, we're heavily involved in Congress, uh, Congress now trying to get a hearing put in place, maybe uh, bring some legislation in that we think can be a benefit because this, to me, this has to become a normal business risk, no different than the 401k. And, and it's not because of the tax plays and all that stuff. It's simply because of risk. Risk has gotten so much more complicated than when this was introduced in 1986 to help with crop insurance that was going on. Self in, farmers were finding themselves self-insuring crop insurance. And so, uh, you know, you fast forward to now, it's like, my gosh, the risk profiles are, are crazy. So. And to back up the Caterpillar, I mean, the truck, yeah. uh, no pun intended, the 831B is like a 401k, um, but you're self-funding it and self-insuring your business. Exactly. I mean, I, we tell people without the 831B, the 401k is at risk. I mean, it's, it's uh, designed for retirement of you and your employees. And without managing your risk more effectively, utilizing tools like the 831B, you can weather the storms more effectively and efficiently than... than um, just taking it from COVID-19 or relying on the federal government the next time to, to bail you out. I would also say on the backside of this is, you know, the, the advantages of building up those reserves, you know, puts you in a different position than your competitors, you know, down the road with, let's say there is a pullback contraction in whatever space you're in or the economy or whatever, you've been piling us money up for a number of years now. You're not relying on the banks. You're not, you're relying on yourself. Like you always have, you've always been your best investment anyway. So why not bet on yourself? Uh, and now you can take advantage of the marketplaces. You know, nobody makes their money on the peaks. Everybody makes their money on the troughs, right? And, uh, and so if you can be down there and, and because one of the things I make it very clear to business owners, we try to take the peaks and valleys out of your business, right? right? Um, and, and tools like this can help do that. And it is an asset as well. So Absolutely. the liquidity of your money is completely different than paying a premium where you now have a fully secured asset that can be borrowed against at a lower interest rate because it's 100% secured and liquid in the approval process because it's a legitimate <laughs> asset is very quick. Well, you're the shareholder. So if you're going to default, who are you defaulting? I mean, it's, it's what companies do. It's what big businesses do. It's what allows them to build stadiums like this at some point. Right. Uh, you know, insurance, owning some kind of form of a vehicle like an insurance gives you advantages in places that you wouldn't normally ever get. And you know my motto because we've utilize many of my platforms in order to raise awareness to help people with my motto and my mission, which is to make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And it's an odd thing to think that you could achieve my mission and my motto within the context of some tax code of 831B. Um, could you even have imagined, <laughs> you know, even a few years ago, that you could make a lot of money and help a lot of people and have a lot of fun with something like an 831B. You know, um, I call I call ourselves now a 16-year overnight success story. So like everyone a else. lot a lot of grind, a lot of grind. But oh, just so you know the average is 17 and a half years, so you're oh. a lot faster than most. <laughs> 
<laughs> Most people don't know that. It takes well, 17 and a half years. Well, now I feel so much years. better about that because I feel yeah. so much, you know, like, oh, man. But, no, it's a grind. And, and you know, to your point, and, and you know, I, I, I love doing what we do. I mean, the business owners that come through. I mean, because there's, you know, we do a risk assessments and everything else. And we find out what they do. And, of course, the websites tell you everything today what the clients do. But um, it's always fun to find other businesses. And you're like, I, I can tell you stories and types of claims we've had that, uh, never saw it happening, but it did make a di not only are we making a difference to your point, uh, we're making money, we're having fun, uh, we're doing, we're bringing t tools like this down to the real risk takers in our economy, the small to middle market business owners. Um, and I don't think we're making more of them. I think we're potentially maybe making less of them, unfortunately, but you know, if we can help mitigate those risks and make them more successful, uh, yeah, it's a very, I would say, uh, it's a very, uh, very satisfying career. Uh, one of the best things I think our clients tell us is uh, we just sleep better knowing you've, we've done your program. Um, and if I can make people sleep better at night. Yeah, you be your own sleep coach. <laughs> exactly. Without owning How a did I, I didn't even know that. It'd be good. <laughs> one of the interesting things uh, also as I studied uh, the 831B because I'm really interested in making sure that it's credible and I verify it, you know, every once in a while you'll interview someone and you'll find out afterwards that, ah, that was, but you know, everything that you say sometimes is actually even better. Uh, what I find out than the way that you're explaining it. I'm like, Oh, what about this? <laughs> and one of the things that I found that's even better in, is that it's one of the few things, if you look at the way that most people insure themselves today, everybody doesn't win. But what I like about the A31B is that you're a value and you win, but the company is a value as well. And then when there's a claim, whether there's a claim or not, you win. And you get to take advantage of the rules and regulations that exist today. You don't have to manipulate them, but you can leverage what's given to you today. And if you never make a claim, you're well off. And if you make a claim, you're better off than if you made a claim if you had traditional insurance. Uh, and that's because not only of the tax aspect, but because of self-insurance. And before, only the biggest companies and the richest people yeah. could do it. Absolutely, that's why we're our, we make, make sure our fees work for clients. Every business, we don't want fees to kill a deal. Right. You know? uh, one of the things that was early on in my career in the financial world was a CPA once said to me, he says, you know, our job is to learn the, to, to play to the, the rule book. You go play the game. And if you know the rule book really well and everybody's equally competitive, equal on their talent, and you know the rules better, you win. And that's really what it comes down to. Unfortunately, our tax code is complicated. You need professionals. I mean, you know, I wouldn't recommend you go do your own tax returns, especially if you own a business. But yeah. um, no, but there's a lot of rules. And work with people that understand that this is a game. And how do you, you don't need to manipulate the rules. You just need to be played by the rules. But there are a lot of advantages out there if you understand and have true tax planning professionals around you. Yeah, that you can trust and vet. Yes. And uh, we have trusted and vetted Van Carlson. So I will stand by my friend here as we interview you. Last question real quick. Uh, as we get older, we look backwards and we think to ourselves, wow, how, I, how did I get here? <laughs> you know, how, how did I get here sitting at SoFi Stadium? You know, Isn't that when, true? You know, I was in college thinking I'm going to be an admiralty lawyer or whatever I thought I was going to be. <laughs> and here it's incredible life that we're leaving. Uh, I love to ask the question of someone that's in 
you know, a job that most people don't think of, uh, very successful at it and helping people making money and having fun at it. Um, if you weren't doing this today, mm. knowing what you know today and experiencing what you've experienced, what do you think you would be doing? Um, what I would like to think I'd be doing, who knows what I'd be truthfully. I mean, to your point, well, most people cause and the effects. job that most people have five years from now doesn't even exist. So yeah, that's, why I exactly. like this. that's why I like this question. Um, you know, I, I, I loved coaching football. Oh, really? And, and man, I tell you what, man, you talk about a place where you make boys into men. Um, I would like to think I'd be playing in that space more. And yeah. truthfully, I feel like I am sometimes. I still deal with business owners. I think, how did you guys make this much money? You act more like a boy than a man sometimes. But right. uh, we're coaching them along. Uh, and, I, and I find myself all the time trying to coach. It, it's just a natural thing. I just don't think um, – I can't ever not – if I see somebody that needs help, I, I want to help them. And I think coaching is definitely that, and, and especially with young men today. So yeah, that's what I would like to be I'm doing. I'm blessed to do some coaching and I really enjoy it. But I will tell you on the other side of that equation that I still look back and say to myself, you know, what has had the most significant impact on my success, my happiness, my fulfillment, my passion, my purpose, and even my profitability? And it was playing football. And I've been blessed to have even my college football coach uh, several times in uh, here at SoFi and be able to uh, not oh, only man, show man. him what I'm doing today, but thank him for teaching me very simple participating perspectives of, and to give you one of them, you know, these simple pieces of advice of, you know, just keep playing. Uh, <laughs> it applies to what you, you do, right? And the better I knew the rules and the techniques and the skills and had greater knowledge of the game, uh, I was able to maximize uh, the rules and keep playing regardless of whether it seemed I was winning or losing, it didn't matter. And uh, I love what you're doing for so many people. I appreciate you so much. And I will utilize my platform from the highest stadium in the world to <laughs> scream out that you at least have, a, have an open mind and uh, see exactly what the 831B is about. Reach out to Van Carlson and what he does. Uh, incredible uh, in the space that we can help the small and mid-sized businesses. So thank you for joining me, Van Carlson. I appreciate you joining me at the best stadium in the world. Thank you, David. Awesome. This is David Meltzer with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.